Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. I have no initial waffle today, apart from thank you very much for being you, supporting the channel, you're absolutely amazing, and let's crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from a throwaway account called Am I the Asshole for Taking Away My Wife's Access to Our Money? And I'm covering this one because it does come with an update. I've been married to my wife, Ashley, for seven years. I'm the only one that works. Ashley spends her time volunteering at a charity she started. I'm fine with this as I make enough for both of us. In financial decisions, we have an equal say. I will admit that I am a numbers nerd of the relationship, so I do the budget and handle our investments. My wife has equal input into the budget. We both have to agree on it. Like many people, we are saving for retirement and a couple of other financial goals. Ashley's sister and her family are going through a lot of financial issues at the moment. My brother-in-law has lost his job and my sister-in-law is reaching out to my wife for help. They are asking for us to cover their monthly expenses. I said no. While we have some discretionary money, we don't have that much. Both my wife and I get fun money to spend however we wish each month. I told my wife that I would match whatever amount of her fun money she wants to give to her sister from my fun money. My wife doesn't want to do that. She says that won't be enough money. She wants us to reduce the amount we are saving each month to help her sister. I refused. I didn't want to jeopardize my family's future for her sister's present. Ashley was very unhappy with my answer, but I refused to change my mind. I found out last week that my wife gave her sister money out of our general savings account. I was furious. To me, this is a complete betrayal of trust. I confronted her and her reply was that I forced her to go behind my back by being unreasonable. I was angry. I ended up going to the bank and opening up new accounts in my name only. I moved the balances to my new accounts. I left in enough money for the expenses that she typically pays according to our budget. Things like groceries, her gas, etc. as well as her fun money. I did not leave her without access to any money. I did leave her with access only to money that she is supposed to spend according to the budget we both agreed to. I went home and told her what I had done. She is accusing me of financially abusing her. I pointed out that she is the one that abused my trust, not the other way around. This is on her to prove to me that she is worthy of my trust after what she did. I don't trust her anymore. She said that if that was the case, she should just leave, that she wasn't going to be treated as a child. I told her to leave then because I wasn't going to give her the opportunity to steal from me again when it is clear she isn't even sorry for what she did. She left to stay with her sister. I believe I am completely justified for what I have done. She is the one that broke our agreement. Did I take it too far though? This was the first time she ever did anything like this. Did I let anger get the best of me? Am I the arsehole for taking away her access to the money? 
And because we haven't covered this story before, we'll cover some comments straight away before we go to the update. And this one's from Pine Box Waiting that says, Not the arsehole, you nailed it there at the end. She stole from you, no excuse. My husband and I have a similar financial arrangement, and I simply cannot imagine doing what your wife did. Such a betrayal. And Cat Got Your Tongue said, I came here ready to think you were an arsehole from the title, but I think what your wife did was awful. You said you would contribute the same amount of fund money as she did to her sister, doubling the loan effectively. And your wife went behind your back to unilateral take joint funds so her fund money won't be affected. You are not the arsehole. Your wife has been an unreasonable mooch. Normally I hate how quick Reddit is to tell people to dump their partners. But if you don't have kids, now is a great time to consider whether you could handle a lifetime of this person and this behavior. And Shake Slow says, So, I know some people may have differing opinions about this, but I don't think you are financially abusing her. To me, that would mean she has no opportunity to go out and find a job and make her own money, while you hold money for both of you hostage. That's financial abuse, because then if your partner did anything to get on your bad side, you'd pull the funds. With this situation, I understand why you are angry. This is a breach of trust. You establish that both of you get a say in pretty much all financial decisions. If there is something that comes up like helping someone, then yeah, it needs to come out of their fund money. You shouldn't be jeopardizing your finances for someone else's finances. You can help pitch in, but having family completely relying on you for your financial assistance is ridiculous. And with that, it sounds like your wife had talked to them about your finances and made it sound like it wouldn't even put a dent in your finances, which would make them feel entitled to your money. If you got millions of dollars OP, I'd really want to know in comparison to their bills how much it would actually affect you. Because if truth be told, you had the money to feed a nation, I would think you're an arsehole. But it doesn't sound like it from the post. I'm going with you guys make pretty good money, but not like a millionaire kind of money. If these financial decisions are supposed to be made together, she was the one being unreasonable. You had concerns about your finances and she ignored you for her own gain. But she gets to say, I had to go behind your back. No, she didn't have to. This isn't an option in marriage. That's betrayal. Not the arsehole. Just, just make sure you keep to the budget and with the bank account she has. Always give her money like she uses, like usual. Edit. Also, if she wants to pay her family's bills, why doesn't she get a job? And just pay it straight over them. And now we're going to go straight to the update to see what that says. So, updates. Well, it looks like the posters that commented that my marriage's doom were correct. First, after reading the post, I agreed that it was not fair that I had access to our savings and she did not, even though she gave some away without my consent. Following the advice of several posters, I contacted my bank and found out that the account could be changed so that while both of us could deposit money, it would take both signatures to take money out of the account. This would give her the same control over the accounts that I had by putting them under my name. I contacted Ashley to let her know that I would put the money back in the joint account if we switched the account to require both of our signatures. She said no. That just showed that I didn't trust her. I told her I didn't. She had taken money without my consent. Of course I didn't trust her. She refuses to change the account. I refused to give her unrestricted access. So right now, I'm still the only with access to the money. We also tried marriage counseling, another suggestion that posters brought up multiple times. The counselor asked both of us to say what we thought was wrong with our relationship. Ashley said that I had abused her by taking away her access to money. I said that Ashley had broken my trust by giving away money without my consent. It took a few sessions, but it became pretty clear that we just weren't going to see things the same way. I wasn't going to commit to supporting her sister's family, and she refused to see giving them money without my consent as a breach of trust. 
The kicker came when it got close to the end of the month and Ashley demanded, not asked, demanded that I put $3,000 in the account for her to use to pay her sister's bills. Her reasoning was, since she stayed there, we owed it to them. I told her she was ridiculous and that if I wouldn't do that while we were together, why in the world would I do it now? She walked out of the session and told me that she wouldn't continue counseling until I agreed. I contacted a lawyer and filed for a legal separation and will be filing for divorce. I found that I'm legally obligated to pay usual and ordinary bills of the household, but I'm not required to pay any bills where she moved to since she left voluntarily. So I'm doing what I'm required to, including things like paying for her car insurance and her cell phone, but I'm not given that access to any other funds. She has asked, more like demanded, I give her money and she'll be getting it when we divorce. But I don't have a way of making sure whatever she has given comes out of the final settlement, so I am refusing. And that's an unfortunate update. Usually the updates that come on Am I the Arsehole, they usually be pretty positive, but unfortunately this one was just not to be. And it sort of sounded like it was going to go down this path anyway from the first initial story. And it's very sad to see, but in in this thing, all I could say is well, just listen to your lawyer all the way through because it sounds like she's just trying to get her money wherever she can right now. And I don't know what the sister-in-law is thinking. It'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall in that house to see if she's like sister-in-law is pressuring her sister to try and get more money out of their joint bank account. Hmm, interesting stuff. But what do you guys think of this one? Let me know in the comments below and we move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Properly Roasted XOXO. Am I the arsehole for not inviting my friend to my wedding after she disinvited me from her ceremony even though I made the cake? My 31 female friend, 33 female, got married in fall of 2019 at a family home in a small ceremony because her now husband had to leave the country for a year for work. I ended up making a cake for it and no, I wasn't invited because they wanted it to be small. She instead said she'd invited me to the actual ceremony, which took place last weekend. She asked me if I could do the wedding cake for that too, and I agreed as I'm a professional decorator as a side job. Yes, she paid me. This conversation happened in August 2019. I got the official invite to her wedding January 2021. Between August convo and now, I met my now fiancé, 35 male, and we got engaged back in December 2020. I messaged my friend in January and said I was unable to do the cake as I moved 30 minutes away to live with him and had a small car at the time. So I couldn't deliver anymore and she didn't want to pick it up. A couple of months later, I received a letter disinviting me from the ceremony, citing health restrictions. These were lifted for weddings before this letter was sent out. I was a bit miffed because I feel I was only invited because I was offered to do the cake and no longer could, but said nothing until this morning. For your information, I did not receive any money for this cake at all. She posted some wedding photos online and I liked one. She then called me seconds later and asked when to expect the invite to my wedding, to which I told her she wasn't invited, explaining the issue with the cake and me being disinvited from her wedding. She said I was taking it personally when it was about inviting close and essential people while also being safe. I asked her would I have still been invited if I had done the cake and she said that's not relevant and called me vindictive. I told her it was relevant and that I was disinvited because I no longer served a purpose to her. She got mad and said, I was being petty, but I don't think I am. My fiance and family agrees with me, but some friends say I sound bitter. So am I the arsehole for not inviting her to my wedding? Edit, her wedding had 150 people. Edit two, I got the invite in January, not February. The thing that jumped out to me straight on this one is that she said she only invited closer and essential guests. 
150 of them, mind you, and you weren't even in that at all. So I, so why would you invite her to your wedding to begin with? And that's the, all I'm going with. So I'm going to go with not the arsehole on that. But we'll start with ADB BWG saying, not the arsehole. If you aren't close and essential enough to attend either of her ceremonies, why would she expect you to be so for your wedding? And Dewicky76 replies to this saying, yeah, if OP was so unimportant as to not make a cut of 150 frigging guests, then it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out who the vindictive one is. OP also didn't do something as tacky as a friend uninviting her. That was a low blow, especially citing health reasons when you have... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A guest list of 150 people had already had the person bake one cake for a ceremony they weren't invited to, then to suddenly have concerns after they couldn't bake another cake for you. Either she was straight up using OP for her mad baking skills in the first place, or was that vindictive simply because OP could no longer do this huge favor. Either way, OP is not the asshole for not wanting the woman at her wedding. And Cult Queen says, not the asshole. She wanted her cake, and when you didn't make it, she had no use for you anymore and threw you out. She can call you vindictive or petty all she wants. She's the one that disinvited you because you didn't make her a cake. She's not a friend. And Mountain Calendar 102 says, not the asshole. Your wedding, you invite who you want. The fact she had planned for 150 people at her wedding and disinvited you is pathetic. 150 is not a small wedding. Did anyone else or any of the friends get the same letter? And Rest in Peace later says, Not the arsehole, you do sound bitter. Why shouldn't you be? And Bisexual Fool says, Not the arsehole, she didn't invite you to her wedding. Why would you invite her to yours? It was her choice not to invite you, and it's your choice not to invite her. I would have said no one's an arsehole here, but she got mad at you for not inviting her, which is ridiculous considering she did the exact same thing. And we'll have one more from both sides of the moon saying, Friend, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Now, what would you do in this situation if you were in OP's shoes? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Jogger93737. Am I the arsehole for deciding, along with 10 other girls, that we wouldn't go to parties at this guy's house unless he kept his roommate out? I am on a college sports team and it's tradition for the team president, a student, to host house parties. Joe is the team president, has been for a while, and he lives with a guy, Alan, who's a few years older than college age. Me and a lot of girls on the team have had uncomfortable experiences with Alan when we were underclassmen. Anyway, we were all hoping Joe would stop living with Alan because he's a shitty person to party with. We found out that they will again be roommates. So a bunch of us got talking about how we didn't want to go to another party with him, and I was like, well, we don't have to. We can literally say, we're not going if he's there. Some of the other girls still wanted to have parties of some sort. They didn't want to miss out on a fun team bonding activity because of one asshole. So I was like, what if we literally get all the girls on the team to say we won't go unless Alan isn't there? Because there won't be much of a team party if half the team doesn't go. 
Hopefully us all saying that together will push the club student leadership to work something out. Whether that's Joe planning parties when Alan is away or finding a different venue. I also said I'd host a ladies night party so we'd still have a party night if needed. So we could still do a thing. Everyone there said yeah and we text a few more friends who weren't hanging out with us that day and they were all on board too. So I text Joe saying that a lot of girls on the team, 11 names in total, weren't comfortable partying with Alan anymore. We heard they were roommates again, so we're just giving him a heads up that we wouldn't be going to the house parties unless Alan was away from the house for the night. Joe was like, I can't just kick him out of the house for parties. He lives there too. I went, okay, we're out for parties unless we find another place to go, I guess. Joe was kind of pissed off at me and said he thought I was trying to sabotage the parties and was speaking for people who didn't want me to. I said to ask any of the girls I listed. All of them said they were not into it. He said that it seemed like it was something that I organized and I was like, no, it just came up in conversation casually. He thinks I'm being an asshole for organizing the girls like that and I think he's an asshole for wanting to live with Alan again. Am I the asshole for saying that the majority of the girls on the sports team won't go to parties unless the host of the parties keeps his roommate out of the house? And we'll start straight away with Yossi44 on this one saying, not the arsehole, trust your gut. If that many people had uncomfortable experiences with a roommate, it is not unreasonable to not want him to be around. I applaud you for speaking up and standing your ground. Your safety matters and you will not be the arsehole for considering it. You may have spoken up for another person who was too afraid to. And OP replies this saying, yeah, he tends to cling on the youngest, shyest, most drunk freshman and flirt really pushily. It's creepy because he acts like a hyena circling the weakest in the pack. He always goes for whoever is young and unassertive or too intoxicated because it seems like they just won't tell him to get lost. Talking to the other girls, we realized a lot of us had the freshman experience of being new to go to parties and getting this guy creeping on us. Didn't realize it was so many of us until we talked and started picking up on it and keeping an eye for the new freshman girls. Like, I'm not against the guy shooting his shot. It's just creepy how his type seems to be unassertive or inexperienced, sloppy drunk. And Gangster Napper says, not the arsehole. Joe is telling you that his convenience and saving face with a creepy friend is more important to him than the comfort of half the team. Think about that. And Kithian says, not the arsehole. I work as a title IX coordinator and cannot tell you how happy this made me. You all agreed on what your boundaries are. You're explaining what is not acceptable behavior and you are clearly communicating it. Joe is mad because he is inconvenienced. He doesn't even register that the behavior is unacceptable. That's insane, but I see it all the time. He's being told by 10 plus women on the team that Alan is sexually harassing them and they consider him predatory and that's not enough for him to care. I'd run against him for president next year. And Nightfox42 says, that many girls being uncomfortable around Alan should be a big clue to Joe. The fact that he's dismissing your experience like that makes him the arsehole, not just Alan. You and your friends are definitely not the arsehole. Time to cut ties with Joe if he's going to be enabling and sticking up for a creeper like that. And Oki says, not the arsehole. You're all protecting each other and no one is entitled to your time or comfort. And one more from Maleficent Ad saying, not the arsehole, you and your friends have the right to not be creeped out. Joe's party invites are not summons. Joe choosing Alan as a roommate and choosing him over you guys shows that one, he doesn't believe you and your friends, and two, he's going to turn a blind eye to Alan creeping on you guys at a party. Joe is not worth being friends with. Eventually, Alan is going to get into trouble, and Joe should not be able to claim he didn't know. He did know, he just doesn't give a damn party on with your friends maybe more people will go to your parties than joe's now what would you do in this situation let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story and our next story comes from schmallory 
Am I the asshole for going off on my friend for marrying her husband for his money? My 29 female friend, 28 female, let's name her Heather, has been married to her husband Matt for two years. They also have a one-year-old daughter. Heather would typically date tall, muscular tattoo guys. Her husband is a very nice guy, a great guy. I think he's handsome, but he's nowhere close to Heather's type. Now, Matt makes very good money. He has a very lucrative job and makes upwards of six digits a year. So Heather had told me during the beginning stages of their relationship that was one of the main reasons she was dating him. I did advise her against continuing the relationship if that was the only reason she wanted to be in it. They get engaged, she did manage to convince me at the time that money wasn't the only reason and off they go to get married. So here we are a couple of years later and they have a beautiful little girl. Matt is happy as can be, thinks he's got a great life, a great wife that loves him or that. Lately, Heather has started complaining to me that she doesn't find him attractive, that she doesn't want to have sex with him, that she cringes when he touches her and she's having a hard time hiding it and she's only staying with him because she likes their lifestyle. Now, Heather has a decent job and she could support herself but definitely not at the lifestyle she's become accustomed to. Normally, I would have let it go but recently, she has confided in me that she's begun talking to an ex-boyfriend of hers, her typical type, a bartender, so not able to provide for her the way she would like but she has been talking to him nonetheless. Visiting him at his work, texting, nothing sexual yet but I do think it is heading in that direction. I couldn't take it anymore. I gave her a big fat, I told you so. I called her a terrible person and a snake for being a gold digger. That she is essentially emotionally cheating on her husband that will likely progress to physical cheating soon and that she should leave Matt if she feels this way. But she won't because she likes the money. I'm sorry to say that I went off on her, which may have been uncalled for, but I think she is absolutely deserving of it and she needed to be called out for her crappy behavior. She said, I'm an unsupportive friend and I have no idea what it's like and that I need to apologize to her if I want to keep her friendship. So, am I the asshole? Now, this is definitely going to be a not the asshole for me for calling out shitty behavior. Absolutely not. But it's whether you do tell the family at this stage, is it enough to go to Matt and tell him? I think it is because from what her previous language then, like she cringes in touching her and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's not going to change is it i don't think it's going to change for the better therapy or not i don't know but if i was in matt's position i would definitely like to be told about that so i would say not the answer and i think encourage you to to go and to tell matt about it but rat poison cupcake says definitely prepare the proper evidence and send it to the husband anonymously the poor man needs to know not the asshole and Woodwitch of the West says, and quotes, she says, I'm an unsupportive friend and I have no idea what it's like and I need to apologize to her if I want to keep her friendship. And then says, so do you want to keep this friendship? In your shoes, I don't think I would. Not the asshole. And CT says, not the asshole. You saw it coming. She chose not to. And she reaches out to you as if she's trying to validate her reasoning and get approval for you to cheat on her husband. Like you also say, she has a gold digger who is already emotionally cheating on him and sounds like she will be physically cheating soon. Who wants friends like that? Hope the husband had set up a prenup, but it sounds unlikely. He also deserves to know. And Noki says, not the arsehole. She is emotionally cheating on her husband. Hopefully Matt will see her for who she is sooner rather than later. Don't apologize. You gave her an honest reaction to what she told you. She had to know what you were going to say. And religion says, not the arsehole. Poor Matt. Followed by Ducal14 saying, Not the asshole, your friend is 100% a gold digger, and you're right to call her out on her awful behavior. She's in love with his money and her lifestyle, not him. She wants to have her cake and eat it too, which is extremely the asshole move on her part. 
If she can't stand being touched by her husband, then she needs to divorce him so she can find someone who is worthy of his time, effort and love. Also, I particularly love it when people get called out by their friends for their shitty behavior default to, you are being unsupportive. Being a good friend doesn't mean always supporting to every shitty decision they made. A good friend should also call you out when you're being a complete asshole and in the wrong. And if you consider them a good friend, you should probably stop and listen. And now I turn today's collection of stories to you guys. What are your opinions on today's stories? Let me know in the comments below if you choose to do so. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending 20 minutes or so of your day with the channel and getting involved. It means the absolute world and you change things for this channel all the time by doing what you do. And if you do have an extra moment, would you please consider hitting that like button as well as it further encourages YouTube to promote the video elsewhere. <laughs> thank you so much for your love, support and time and I will see you in the next one. Take Take care guys, much love. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.